कहानी कैफे कहानी कैफे कहानी वाला रजत के साथ हेलो एवरीवन आई एम बैक आई एम कहानी वाला रजत आई एम बैक विथ यट अनदर स्टोरी इन कहानी कैफे ब्रॉट टू यू बाय मैकमिलन एजुकेशन From last few episodes, I am narrating stories of Sudha Murthy ji. She has been expressing her life journey and her experiments with her life through stories to set certain examples in society by giving inspiration from her own life. The way she narrates the stories or the incidences which she is talking about all are very relatable, and I'm sure when you listen to these stories, you get a little inspired in your life. for doing at least one small change which can take your life to a better direction and these stories are being narrated for you keeping that thing mind only so if you are listening to this story and you like even the smallest thing about the story or about the way sudhamurthy has written or narrated or given an example or the way sudha murthy ji has explained something in the story and you liked it do share this story with someone that's the only possible way to amplify the effect of these kind of stories by sharing with others this is kahani cafe i am kahani wala rajat let's start today's story which is a life unwritten it was the year 1943 My father was a young medical doctor posted in a small dispensary in a village known as Chandagarh located on the border of two states of Maharashtra and Karnataka it rained continuously for 8 months there and the only activity during the remaining 4 months was tree cutting it was a lesser known and thinly populated village surrounded by a thick and enormous forest since british officers came to hunt in the jungle a small clinic was set up there for their convenience None of the villagers went there because they preferred using the local medicines and plants. So there was nobody in the clinic except my father. Within a week of his transfer there, my father started getting bored. He was uprooted from the lively city of Pune to this slow and silent village where there seemed to be no people at all. He had no contact with the outside world. His only companion was the calendar on the wall. Sometimes he would go for a walk outside but when he heard the roar of the tiger in the jungle nearby he would get scared and walk back to the clinic as fast as he could it was no wonder then that he was too afraid to step out at night because of the snakes that were often seen slithering on the ground One winter morning he heard heavy breathing outside his main door and bravely decided to peep through the window. He saw a tigress stretching and yawning in the veranda with her cubs by her sides. Paralyzed by fear, my father did not open the door the entire day. On another day he opened the window only to find snakes hanging from the roof in front of his house, almost like ropes. My father wondered if he was transferred to the village as a form of punishment for something he may have done. but there was nothing that he could do to change the situation one day he finished an early dinner and began reading a book in the light of a kerosene lamp it was raining heavily outside suddenly he heard a knock on the door who could it be he wondered when he opened it he saw four men wrapped in woolen rugs with sticks in their hands they said to him in marathi doctor sahib 
Take your bag and come with us immediately. My father barely understood the rustic Marathi. He protested, but the clinic is closed. And look at the time. The men were in no mood to listen. They pushed him and loudly demanded that he accompany them. Quietly, my father picked up the bag and followed them, like a lamb to the bullock cart waiting for them. The pouring rain and the moonless night disoriented him. And while he didn't know where they were taking him, he sensed that the drive might take some time. Using all the courage he had left, he asked, "Where are you taking me?" There was no reply. It was a few hours before they reached their destination, and the bullock cart came to a complete halt. In the light of a kerosene lamp, somebody escorted them. My father noticed the paddy fields around him, and in the middle of it all, he saw a house. The minute he set foot in the house, a female voice said, "Come, come! The patient is here in this room." For the first time since he had come to the village, my father felt that he could finally put his medical expertise to good use. The patient was a young girl, approximately 16 years old. An old lady was standing near the girl who was obviously in labor. My father turned pale. He went back to the other room and told her family, "Look, I haven't been trained in delivering a baby and I'm a male doctor. You must call someone else." But the family refused to listen. That's not an option. You must do what needs to be done and we'll pay you handsomely. They insisted. The baby may be delivered alive or dead, but the girl must be saved. My father pleaded with them, "Please, I am not interested in the money. Let me go now." The men came close, showed him inside the patient's room and locked the door from outside. My father became afraid. He knew he had no choice. He had observed and assisted in few deliveries under the guidance of his medical college professors, but nothing more. Nervously, he started recalling his limited past experience and theoretical knowledge as his me- medical instincts kicked in. There was no table in the room, so he signaled the old lady who appeared to be deaf and dumb to help him set up a makeshift table with the sacks of paddy grains around them. Then my father extracted a rubber sheet from his bag and laid it out neatly on the top of the sacks. He asked the girl to lie down on it and instructed the old lady to boil water and sterilize his instruments. By then the contraction had passed. The girl was sweating profusely and the doctor even more. She looked at him with big innocent and teary eyes and slowly he began, "Don't save me. I don't want to make it through the night. Who are you?" I'm the daughter of a big zamindar here," she said in a soft voice. The rain outside made it hard for him to hear her. Since there was no high school in our village, my parents let me study in a distant town. There I fell in love with someone of my classmate. At first I didn't know that I was pregnant, but once I found out, I told the baby's father who immediately ran away. By the time my parents learned of what had happened, it was too late to do anything. That's why they sent me here. to this god for second place where nobody would find out she stopped as a strong contraction hit her after a few minutes she said doctor i'm sure that once the baby is born my family will kill the child and beat me violently then she grabbed my father's arms as more tears gathered in her eyes please don't try to save the baby or me just leave me here and let me die that's all i want at first my father didn't know how to respond then he said to her as gently as he could i'm a doctor and i can't let a patient die when i know that i can do something to save him or her you must not discourage me from doing my duty the girl fell silent 
The labor was hard, scary and long and finally my father managed to deliver the baby successfully with the assistance of the lady. The young girl was exhausted and sweaty at the end of the ordeal. She closed her eyes in despair and didn't even ask to see the baby. Hesitantly she asked, "Is it a boy or a girl?" "It's a girl," replied my father while trying to check the baby's vitals. "Oh my god, it's a girl," she cried. "Her life will be just like mine under the cruel pressure of the men in the family, and she doesn't even have a father." She began sobbing loudly. But my father was busy with the baby and barely heard her. Suddenly the girl realized that something was wrong. "Doctor, doctor, why isn't the baby crying?" When she didn't get a reply, she continued, "I'll be happy if she doesn't survive. She'll be spared from a cursed life." My father held the baby upside down, gently slapped her, and instantly the baby's strong cries filled the room. When the men outside heard the baby cry, they opened the door and instructed him, "Doctor, get ready to leave. We'll drop you back." My father cleaned up his patient. gathered his instruments and packed his bag the old lady began cleaning the room he looked at the troubled young girl and said take the baby and run away from this place if you can find it in your heart to do so go to pune and look for pune nursing school find a clerk there called gokhale and tell him that rh has sent you he will help you get admission in a nursing course in time you will become a nurse and lead an independent life with the ability to take care of your own needs raise your daughter with pride don't dare leave her behind or else she will end up suffering like you That's my most sincere advice for you. But doctor, how will I go to Pune? I don't even know where it is. Go to the nearest city of Belgaum and then from there you can take a bus to Pune. My father said goodbye to her and came out of the room. An old man handed him 100 rupees. Doctor, these are your fees for helping the girl with the delivery. I warn you, don't say a word about what happened here today. If you do, I will learn of it and your head will no longer be attached to the rest of your body. My father nodded and suddenly overtaken by a sense of calm. I'm sorry, he said. I think I forgot my scissors in the room. I'll need it tomorrow at the clinic. He turned around and went back inside and saw the young girl gazing at the sleeping newborn with tears in her eyes. When the old lady's back was turned towards him, my father handed over the money to the girl. This is all I have with me right now, he said. Use it and do what I have told you, doctor. What is your name? She asked. My name is Doctor R H Kulkarni, but almost everyone calls me R H. Be brave, child. Goodbye and good luck. My father left the room and the house, and the, the return journey was equally rough. And he finally reached home at dawn. He was dead tired, and soon sleep took over. The next morning, his mind wandered back to his first patient in the village and his first earning. He became aware of his shortcomings and wished he was better qualified in gynecology. However, his current shortage of funds made him postpone the dream for another day. A few months later, he got married and shared his dream of becoming a gynecologist with his wife. Time passed quickly. He was transferred to different places in Maharashtra and Karnataka and had four children along the way. By the time he turned 42, the couple had carefully saved enough money for further education and my father decided to pursue his desire. So he left his family in Hubli and joined Egmore Medical College in Chennai and fulfilled his dream of becoming a gynecologist surgeon. He was one of the few rare male gynecologist at that time. He went back to Hubli and started working in Karnataka Medical College as a professor. His sympathetic manner towards the underprivileged and his genuine concern for the women and girls he treated made him quite popular both as a doctor and as a teacher. 
the same concern reflected in his liberal attitude towards his daughters and he allowed them to pursue their chosen fields of education which was unheard of in those days my father was an atheist god doesn't reside in a church mosque or temple he would often say i see him in all my patients if a woman dies during childbirth then it is the loss of one patient for a doctor but for that child it is the lifelong loss of a mother and tell me who can replace a mother despite his retirement my father's love for learning did not diminish and he remained active one day he went for a medical conference to another city there he met a young woman in her 30s she was presenting cases from her experience in the rural areas my father found her work interesting and went to tell her so after the presentation doctor your research is excellent i'm quite impressed by your work he said thank you she said just then someone called out to my father arej we are waiting for you to grab some lunch will you take long the young women asked what is your name doctor doctor arej kulkarni or arej after a moment of silence she asked were you in chandagarh in 1943 yes doctor i live in a village around 40 kilometers away from here may i request you to come home right now for a brief visit my father was unprepared for such an invitation why was she calling him to her house maybe some other time doctor he replied hoping to end the matter but the woman was persistent you must come please think of this as a request from someone who has been waiting for you for years now my father was puzzled by her enigmatic answer and still refused but she pleaded with him there was something in her eyes something so desperate that in the end he gave in and accompanied her to the village on the way to the village both of them exchanged ideas and she spoke animatedly about her work and her findings as the two of them approached her residence my father realized that the house was also a nursing home he walked in through the front door and saw a lady in her 50s standing in the living room the young woman next to him said ma this is dr arch is he the one you have been waiting for all these years the woman came forward bent down and touched her forehead to my father's feet he felt his feet getting wet from her tears it was strange who were these women my father didn't know what to do he quickly bent forward placed his hand on older women's shoulders and pulled her up doctor you may not remember me but i can never forget you mine must have been your first delivery still my father couldn't recognize her a long time ago you lived in a village on the border of maharashtra and karnataka one night there was a heavy downpour and you helped me a young unmarried girl then through childbirth there was no delivery table in the room so you converted stacks of paddy sacks in a makeshift table many hours later i gave birth to a daughter in a flash the memories came flooding back and my father recollected the night oh of course i remember you he said it was the middle of the night and i urged you to go to pune with your newborn i think i was as scared as you you gave me 100 rupees which is what my family paid you for the delivery It was a big amount in those days and still you handed it all over to me. Yes, my monthly salary was 75 rupees then, added my father with a smile. You told me your last name but I couldn't hear it because of the deafening sound of the rain. I took your advice, went to Pune and found your friend Gokhale and became a nurse. It was very very hard but I was able to raise my daughter on my own. After such a terrible experience I wanted my daughter to become a gynecologist. Luckily she shared my dream too. Today she is a doctor and is also married to one and they practice here. 
At one point, I spent months searching for you, but with no luck. Then we heard that you had moved to Karnataka after the reorganization of the state departments in 1956. Meanwhile, Gokhale also passed away, and I lost all hope of ever finding you. I prayed to God to give me a chance to meet you and thank you for showing me the right path at the right time. My father felt like he was in a Bollywood movie and was enchanted by the unexplained mystery of life. A few kind words and encouragement had changed a young girl's life. She clasped her hands together. We are so grateful to you, doctor. My daughter wanted to call you for the inauguration of the nursing home here, and we were very disappointed at not being able to reach you then. Time has passed, and now the nursing home is doing well. My father wiped his moist eyes and looked around to see the name of the nursing home. He looked to the right and found himself staring at it. It was R H Diagnostic. To be honest and true when I was reading this story I had tears in my eyes because I was imagining the situation when someone just wanted to do something for someone whom he never knew and that one small piece of advice changed the life of that stranger and that stranger was trying hard to meet that person again and tell him that I am grateful to you and we are talking about a time where there was no means of communication when you knew that if you are not in touch with someone with the address or telephone number you cannot contact them and nowadays when things are pretty easy when you meet someone or maybe someone whom you know they have advised you to do something and you you prosper or you do good or you do well in your life because of that advice you never try to recognize that person you never try to acknowledge that fact that that person's advice had changed your life and there are so many things from which you can get inspired in this particular story so this was again sudha murthy or story about his father who has inspired one individual and this story will inspire many i hope that's why i thought of bringing this story in kahani cafe today main hu kahani wala rajat kahaniyan sunata hu suniye kahani cafe mein a podcast presented to you by macmillan education see you soon with one more episode of kahani cafe Wherever you are listening to this story do share your feedback comments responses and do share this story with others thank you so much kahani cafe kahani cafe kahani wala rajat ke sath